Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, ninjas, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are here with you as we always are through 400 and some odd episodes. Before we get into today's topic, which is a kind of a follow-on to our topic we just did, head over to Facebook. Check out the Ninja Selling Podcast group on there. A lot of amazing things happening inside that group if you haven't experienced it yet. And if you're interested in learning more about Ninja, maybe you found us, maybe somebody shared this show with you, and you're like, hey, this is interesting. How do I learn more about Ninja? Well, that's easy. Head over to ninjaselling.com. You can learn about the Ninja Path. You can get access to the book or just go on Amazon and buy the Ninja Selling book that Larry Kendall wrote. You can also learn more about coaching, installations, classes, all the things at ninjaselling.com. Today's topic, we're talking about comparisons. And when you're trying to figure out what you want to do for your business and you're like, well, I should be doing what Garrett's doing. He seems like a successful guy. He's got this, this, and this. I must do what he does because that clearly will work for me. Well, I mean, Garrett, yes, for sure. But hold on a second here. We got to understand the comparison game. So good morning, Garrett. Good morning, sir. This always comes up as as we're working with people and helping them grow and build their business. And we all do it, by the way. This is not just people. We all do this every day. We, we do this when we walk in the front yard and we see our neighbor buy a new car. And we go, mm, what are they doing different that allowed them to get that? And how can I get one of those? Wouldn't that be nice if we had a new car in the front yard? And, and here's the interesting thing is we don't always know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know the story. So it's a really good thing. And this is when you're looking at This goes back to people coming through business planning right now. Make sure you're getting all the information of these people that are around you that you're looking up to and you're going, wow, these guys have got to put together. Their business is cranking. They've got great opportunities coming in all over the place. As you said, Matt, I need to be doing what they're doing. And it's not always the case. It's not always roses behind the scenes. It's not always what it looks like on the surface level. That's what we want to talk about today is be careful with making these comparisons. Be careful with taking in maybe the wrong information, Matt. Yeah. Well, I mean, starting very simply, you know, this time of year, people are comparing transactions and volume. And that doesn't tell you what gross commissions are. That doesn't tell you what expenses are. It doesn't tell you what net income is for those people. It also doesn't tell you what does their lifestyle require to be supportive so that they don't have stress. Now, I'm not saying there aren't great examples out there for you to follow and dive into and research and be inspired by, but looking at things and and blankly saying, oh, they must have something that I don't and I need to follow because there's also a you can look at comparison from a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset. There's two ways to look at it. But just starting with that, I mean, Garrett, I see this is a place where a lot of people get challenged and they beat themselves up like, well, Sally is doing this and that and that and look at her volume. And, you know, maybe I need to go and do the videos. I need to go and write a blog. I need to go and spend my time handwriting newsletter and cutting out pictures because that seems to be working for her instead of being in flow with my people. And it's like, oh, farms usually. Farms are the ones that, like, I need a zip code. Give me a zip code quick. Like, I need to start putting stuff out. And so, Matt, like, real estate's an interesting thing. I know we have a lot of listeners that listen that do a lot of different types of business. Real estate's interesting for me because we have this unusual pool that we can actually go and look into somebody's business. Like, you can actually go on the MLS, you can type up 
find your favorite realtor and you can get a snapshot of like, ooh, well, look at how much business they're doing right now. Look at how many closings they've had so far this year. And you all know who you are that have done it. If you had to raise hands right now, just please keep both hands on the steering wheel as you're driving around out there. Because I know there's lots of hands going up of like, oh yeah, I've searched a realtor before. I've looked at their sales. It doesn't give you the full picture. (laughs) So often I've seen people that look up somebody in their market and they're like, well, they're not doing as good as they say they're representing. It's like, they actually are. They're doing a great amount of business or vice versa the other way around. Doing a lot more business than what you think they're doing. Yes. Twisted that around, I think. Goes both ways. Sounded good in my head. It just didn't come out of my mouth right. But I think that these are these comparisons that we have to make. And then quickly we start grabbing onto people that we see and we go like, again, I, I mentioned farms, Matt. I've watched so many people over the years that are like, they're doing a farm. I got to get a farm. And it's like, well, what are we trying to accomplish with this farm? Are you going to be, one, committed to it in the right way to make that farm come together? Or does it just sound good to have a farm? Farms can be tremendous. You can build great, great, great businesses out of it. 2001. 2001. 2001 conversion. That's what the NAR stats we share in the installation. Like, yeah, a farm, you get for every 2,000 pieces you send out into a farm, you may get one opportunity. And those numbers get better by like year seven and eight. Well, because your farm starts to become people who you know. Yeah. It's, it's a way to get to know people for sure. So this is, again, the misleading piece when you start comparing yourself to others and you go like, okay, well, what are they doing? Well, I got to do that. But if you're not going to own it and you're not going to truly make it yours, be careful with what those numbers are. You're not just going to start a farm and start creating what Sally over here has been doing for the last 10 years. It just doesn't work that way. Cost-wise, Matt, let's talk about that real quick because I see a lot of people that see a certain system a certain way and they want to bring it in because so-and-so in their office is doing it and they don't even understand that that person's barely running in the positive every month. Like they're making great income coming in and it looks really good in the volume category. We go like, and this is Matt, we've talked about this before and I want to be careful with it, but like brokers and owners are notorious for taking some of the top producers in the office and going, look at John. John is crushing it. Everybody be like John. And nobody sees that John is stressed out and barely making ends meet and just pumping the dollars out to barely make what he's got going on work. Man, it feels good to be propped up in front of the office and said, everybody should be doing what John's doing. And again, we don't know all the numbers. Oh man, not only do we not know the numbers, we don't know the lifestyle really. I think that's one of the biggest things too is, is, and brokers are notorious for this because it's an easy metric to share. I can share transactions and I can share volume. People get a little squeamish when like, ooh, we're going to share GCI or net commissions or net income. God, I love it when people share net. Oh, net tells you the story, right? I, everybody, just put, your, just put your tax return up there. That's telling the story. Um, but like, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to show that. Everybody post your tax returns. Into, no, don't do that. Don't post it into the group. And if you do, like black out your social securities and all this. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, don't do it. Not if you do, don't do it. That was a really bad idea. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> but that tells you your complete picture, right? Here's the other thing. We don't necessarily talk about the effort that's going into something. I've seen it a lot of times where we have somebody who's making a lot of money. They're making a lot of net and they have no life. They're not seeing their kids very much. They might be, you know, having a, a trouble with their marriage because of these things. You know, it's they're always working 
And I get it if that's somebody's like, I love working. If you're like Gary Vee and you're a hustler, cool, awesome. That's not the majority of people out there. And all of a sudden, people get propped up in front of an office saying, you know, John's amazing. Look at what he's doing. And someone's like, oh, I want to be like John. And they realize like, wait, I got to work 100 hours a week to be like John. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I don't think I want to do that. And so be careful with the comparisons. Now, here's the other side of comparison, too, I want to throw out there, Garrett, which is you can be inspired by that neighbor who bought the new car. Be like, Garrett's got a new car. Sweet. I didn't even know that model came out. What's that? Ooh, I want to work to get one of those too, or get something like that or whatever it is. You can be motivated by what other people are doing and be like, Ooh, look at what John's doing, man. I'm going to hit that volume too, doing it my way. That's how I'm going to do it. That is a good way, an abundance way of looking at comparison versus the scarcity. But Garrett, what are some other dangers of the comparison and looking at other people? We got farms for sure. We got volume and time spent. What about deviation from Ninja? We just talked about this. Run your systems first before adding on. Can't this comparison also sometimes pull us away from a system that we know is already working? Oh, tremendously. And that's where we we are naturally attracted to shiny objects. And so you can be doing the best thing ever. Got your systems all lined up. You're going strong. And then all of a sudden you hear about somebody having some great results over there and you're like, Maybe I should be doing some of that also. Like they're getting recognition over here. Maybe I should just add some of that in. I saw, I saw this happen years ago when uh, online leads started really becoming a really big thing. And I had an agent up in Seattle and she had an incredible business, strong, strong business. She was running, if I remember correctly, about the $500,000 a year mark GCI. And all of a sudden, she's like, I'm missing business. I'm missing opportunity. And she brought up an agent in her office that was doing... He was on track for about $700,000 that year in closings. And I was like, great. Tell me more about the business. And like, what does that look like? Like, really look like? And she's like, I think I just need to be taken up. I was like, you need to find out what the numbers are that he's spending behind the scenes. Because my fear was, is that, I mean, yeah, I mean, if it's there and it's working, like maybe we could add some of that stuff in, but we definitely don't want it to be then a distractor to what she already has going, which Matt, we see happen all the time where it's like, oh gosh, like don't damage what we have, please. But it was interesting because what we figured out was to make the 700 and some odd thousand, this guy was spending $43,000 a month on leads. I didn't say that wrong. $43,000 a month. He was selling $700,000 worth of leads or deals, paying upwards in $500,000, keeping about $200,000 for himself. If she were to add in even remotely what it takes to hammer through that many leads to find those deals, she would never be able to do any of her ninja. And she would have all this financial stress on herself. It's a totally different type of business. These shiny objects that get thrown in front of us in this business, in our world all the time of maybe we should be doing this, maybe we should be doing that. You really need to step back and say, is this going to take me away from a very secure financial place that I'm in right now, a very comfortable business that I have built right now that I have predictable results that happen all the time? You really need to step back and say, okay, is it worth it? Or is this a shiny distraction that's coming in? Because I don't know, Matt, How many times in the last two years has we need to be doing TikTok, we need to be doing videos, we need to be doing all this stuff come into our world as coaches where they're like, I'm missing something. Well, and what I find is most people who are playing the scarcity comparison game of, oh, if I'm not doing that, I'm missing out. 
are probably, no offense to y'all, not going to do well with that thing either because the reason why we're not seeing what we want to see is because we're not committed to a system. The people who are killing it on TikTok are committed to TikTok. They're committed to their social media. They're committed to their farm. They're committed to what the Zillow leads, whatever it is. Because the other behind the scenes of $43,000 a month in leads is how much time are you spending answering the phone? And like at that level, you probably have other expenses of people who are answering those things too, which adds a whole nother expense. But you're not seeing like the level of commitment sometimes when we're comparing these things. And it's like, ask yourself first, am I committed to something that's not working, which is why I'm looking for something else? Or am I not committed to something that really could be working and I'm just being distracted? And so we go back to the episode we just did before this one. Am I committed to my Ninja 9? Am I really doing all these things every week? Because if the answer is yes, and you're not seeing the results, and we can have a conversation, but I would, I would be willing to get if you're not seeing the results that you want to see, then you're not committed. In which case, are you going to then get commit to a different thing? Be honest with yourself. I was watching a uh, interview here the other, and I might have talked with you about this, Matt. I don't know if we recorded it or if it's uh, something we were just chatting about, but it was a, a famous YouTuber in the world of famous YouTubers. This gentleman created a, a company called Smile More. And so if you watch YouTube at all and you know who I'm talking about, I don't know his name specifically, but I do know his company is called Smile More. And uh, went really big, was filming videos every single day, putting up new videos every single day. You got to see inside this guy's life and his world and what was going on. Part of the interview that I was watching is he was talking about what a lot of people didn't see is behind the scenes of what it took to get there. And he made a commitment to it. Like when you listen to him and you hear what he created, he's like, I didn't sleep in my own bed for like three years. This is, I slept on the couch because I would be editing videos and I would stay up late and fall asleep on the couch and I'd wake up in the morning and the whole next day was, how do we create more content? How do we create more content? How do we create more content? And a lot of people look at like the YouTubers out there and they go like, I want to be famous like that person or I want to create a world like that. And I think anybody can do it. But it's the making the commitment to it, as you were talking about, Matt, that has to be made if you're going to go to those types of levels. And I think that as we started this of like, how easily can you get distracted by stuff? I love your point of like, are you willing to be committed to like figure out what you're willing to fully embrace and put your energy into? Because what I've found, Matt, and we found it with this podcast as we've continued to do what we're doing right now. The longer you do it, the more you show up, the more you committed are to it, the results will come. Some systems build bigger and better results than others. And that's where you as a business owner need to step back and really ask yourself, am I spending my time in the right areas? If Ninja's for you, go all in. What we've found is that people that go all in with it and can reduce the distractions, I'll be honest, Matt, they're the ones that make the slides at the Ninja installation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, which of course they would. <laughs> but think about that. If we look at all the slides, they are not people that are jumping and grabbing things and reaching around them and going, let's bring this thing in. Let's bring this. Let's try this over here now. Every person that ends up on those slides is just head down, very simple. Let's do the stuff that we know works. Christy Duggar doing 400 real estate reviews in one year. Again, prime example of just consistency, putting those out. They've run an incredible business. It makes sense why she's ends up on one of the slides, not distracted. So the key here is 
understand what comparison game you're playing when you're starting to evaluate other people and this is what they have. Can that work for me? Or should I change things up is, are you playing the scarcity comparison, meaning, ooh, they have it, I don't? Or are you playing the abundance scarcity of, ooh, that's awesome. I want to kick some butt. I want to rise to that level and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it my way because it's totally possible. That's the best part about comparison is using the motivation side of it. But way too many people, way too many of you who are listening are using it on the other side of like, well, why can't I have X? And why is Bill over there driving that car with his buyers and I'm stuck here with this? Well, I'm doing the things. Maybe I need to do what he is doing. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. Again, the opportunities are out there for everybody. And usually the people that are having the really big results, and I want to go back to like having really big like net results are putting in the hard work somewhere. It's not just easy stuff that like, hey, I'm just going to put this Band-Aid over here and all of a sudden I'm going to have those results. They've chosen a path and they've gone all in on it is what they've done. Usually when you see the high results. And again, that's why I like looking at the net results when high results, because don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Can be a little bit of smoke and mirrors out there sometimes. For sure. Yeah, understand you don't have the, all the information, not only just from the business side, again, also from the personal side. You don't know how they're living their life or what they require to live their life. And you know what? When you have the conversation with them and you find out that they have everything that you want to have and you're like, everything's great, awesome. Then learn from that person. Use that person as a mentor, as a guide. Like That's fantastic. If you find somebody who you can align with all the things that are going on in their world and you're like, that is someone I want to be like, awesome. Hold on to them. Ask them questions. Use them as a mentor. Don't just assume what's going on. There are great people to learn from. And Matt, we learn from people every single day. Absolutely. I get the honor of working with some really amazing ninjas around the United States. And they do bring in around the world, man. We just, I have to say this. We now have a coaching client in Switzerland that also is in Dubai part of the time. So we're claiming two there, Switzerland, Dubai, the Cayman Islands, New Zealand. Just thought I'd throw that out there. I was noticing that yesterday and I was like, yes. Ninja Coaching International. We are, we're officially, we were excited when we went to Canada years and years and years ago. Now we're, now we're global. But I think, again, it's interesting. Oh, I lost my train of thought. I got excited about, where's I going, Matt? Mentors. It's so great that you get to work with people. That's why we do this together. There's so many great people you can work with and there's so many people you can learn from every single day around you. So I don't want anybody listening to this podcast saying like, I got to avoid everybody else and just keep to my path. Take a lot of it in. Just ask lots of questions and you know, learn more. I've had so many people that I've at face value. I'm like, I need to interview this person to share their business and share what they're doing. And at the end of the day, at the end of my interview, I'm like, I can't share that. I can't present that because once I've asked all the questions and I figured out all the data, it's not really what it seemed like it was going to be. They're not really having the results that I really want people to be following what these guys do. Every once in a while, you come across somebody and you're like, oh man, that was brilliant. And here's a path that I want to share with people. There's a lot of it out there, just as we're saying, ask more questions, pay attention to what's going on and know what your path is. I think that's a really important thing that maybe we can wrap this up on, Matt, is like, as we go through business planning right now and people are analyzing their business, be clear on what your path is, be clear on who your customers are, be clear on the type of business that you want to grow so that you're not just grasping at things out there because lots of different paths. Yeah. 
That's so good. That's a great spot to to put a bow on it, making me think a little bit too. So guys, thank you so much for joining us and going through this. If you're struggling with this too, like even if you're playing this game inside our, our podcast community, just like raise a hand and ask a question because I think you're going to find a lot of people who are willing to have open conversations and and we can talk about these things. This is a great thing where if you have somebody who you trust to just talk about it, be like, hey, I'm, I'm going through this thought process in my head. Can you talk it out with me a little bit? Because you're going to find the best solution through having that conversation versus sitting with your own thoughts on it. So thanks for this one, Garrett. Use the community. Use the community. So with that being said, Matt, thank you as always. Love that we get to do this together. Love spending my Wednesdays and Friday mornings with you. Same here, man. With that being said, go check out the community on Facebook. It's the Ninja Selling Podcast group in there. Tremendous amount of amazing people. And uh, if you want to know more about Ninja Selling, go to ninjaselling.com. You can learn about installations. You can learn about coaching. Get to know all the coaches on there, all the guides and instructors that we have that teach the installations all over the United States. Come check us out. I would love to have you and appreciate all of you for listening. Appreciate all of you who continue to listen. Thanks. And we'll be back soon. Take care, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.